What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Monday Mental Club. Morgan Edwards, your host, back here with you again. So today's topic is about mental health and social media. In recent years, several studies have linked online social networking with a number of different mental health problems, such as anxiety, poor self-esteem, and depressive symptoms. Social media and social networks are a relatively new phenomenon. Uh, There are still many unresolved issues about how they could affect mental health. Given the widespread use of the online services, any established link between them and psychiatric illnesses would be extremely concerning for public health. People around the world and around the city are concerned about the effects of social media on their life as a whole, as well as their interactions with society. So today, I decided to go out and interview a couple people about this. Our first interviewee needs no introduction. And she is here and ready to talk about her experience with social media and how it has affected her mental health. (laughs) I mean, over the past couple of years, I have been trying my best to monitor my social media use by doing things like setting timers and unfollowing accounts that do not add value to my life. I try to avoid making myself angry by seeing all these happy couples and happy families while I'm feeling alone and depressed. It's not a good feeling to see someone living the life you want to live while you are sitting around letting life pass you by. I mean, you got to think about it like this. Instagram made headlines in the past couple of years for suppressing the likes. They said they were going to take the likes away in an effort to to curb the comparisons that people, you know, people compare each other on Instagram and things like that. And it it was, they wanted to do it to stop people from hurting other people's feelings associated with attaching popularity to sharing content. But are these efforts really doing anything? In the long run, are these efforts really trying to solve mental health issues? Or are they simply just masking the overall problem? Personally, I think Instagram is full of it. You used to hear all these rumors about, oh, Instagram is getting rid of comments. And, oh, no more showing likes, people. Like they trying to make these promises and changes, but the platform is still going to be toxic to society. With all the negative comments and unrealistic follower counts, Instagram will forever promote competition for originality, but also competition for fame. So I think Instagram maybe had the right idea. However, I think we're at a point with social media and our society that there is gonna be comparing regardless Um, whether it's likes or how you look compared to another person on Instagram. um, There's just no really fixing the comparison issue. And even if it was like feeling bad about likes, people are going to find something else to compare. They're going to find something else to feel bad about. Also, um, when it comes to like people who use their social media as like more platforms or like um, influencers in general, like it's important to be able to see the engagement. Um, 
And regardless, if you can't see the likes, you can still see followers when you click on somebody's page. I don't think that that was taking away the problem or honestly helping it at all. I think it mostly annoyed people, even if they weren't on the side that was getting a lot of likes. I even think like some people that weren't getting a lot of likes were getting annoyed. Like it's just, yes, it is a negative thing, I guess, of social media to see other people's likes, but that wasn't the intention of the like system, you know, it was more of a like, oh, I like my friend's post, I'm gonna click the like button, it wasn't intended to be negative, and I think it's just another factor of social media that, like, society has, like, turned into a negative that wasn't necessarily made to be a negative, but overall, no, I don't think it masked, I I do think it masked the problem, I don't think it fixed the problem at all whatsoever. See, really, get addicted to these platforms, which helps them and hurts us because we feed into the goals that they they push towards us that allow them to control our behaviors, what we wear, what we think, the perception of ourselves and the world around us and how we move. It especially affects the younger generation because most of them most of them don't even have the ability to communicate face to face or they don't have the skills needed to communicate face-to-face. they rather resort to texting or calling and messaging somebody because it's more comfortable for them or getting on social media. I think that these efforts are really just masking the overall problem. Um, I understand that they're trying to make strides in the right direction, but I think that they are micromanaging the wrong issue. I think that it has to do a lot with feeling the pressure of being a company that recognizes mental health issues, but they honestly just did the most minimal, um, (laughs) sorry, they honestly just did the most minimal effort in that direction. One of the effects that social media has on mental health is making us feel like we have to compare ourselves to everyday people or celebrities or just whoever we see on social media. We see their lives and see what they have and judge their success by what they wear, how much money they have, how many followers they have. And we see that and we can think that we're behind in life when essentially... Everybody's lives are different. Everybody has a different path. You could very much be ahead of what you're doing in life, like at a set stage, but that doesn't mean that somebody else is behind. Um, Another comparison that people do, we see women do this more often than men. They will compare their faces as far as makeup and appearance or their bodies, or even clothing that they wear. They think that's the type of clothing they should wear or, you know, setting a trend. Um, When in reality, Instagram models, they don't all look the way that they seem to look in their pictures. There is editing, there is makeup, or there are just ways that you can pose to have your body look a certain way that it doesn't look naturally or people get work done they get implants surgery all kinds of things and we see that and we say oh I want to look like that and 
which isn't, you know, what you have to do. And because you don't look like that, you know, people are affected by it. Um, another thing that affects our mental health with social media is cyberbullying. Bullying happens every day in real life, but cyberbullying, it being over the internet, it just gives you that much more access to say something to somebody because some people are able to do so when you can't see them or they don't actually know you. They just find it easier to say things to people and you're just going to you're going to have a lot of criticism on social media more so than you're probably going to get in real life like speaking to someone in person because it's that much easier to just put a comment and even though you could have a million good comments, one bad comment could stick with you. Social media is also very time consuming. I know a lot of people spend more screen time on their phones because of social media. So it takes away from more productive things that you could do throughout your day. Whereas we're in college right now, we could be procrastinating on our work because we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. We're just distracted by other things than what we actually could be doing that's right in front of us. All five of these interviewees were students at the University of Memphis, specifically in the journalism department, actually. Um, three of these students were females and two of them were males. And when we look at the percentages among um, college students and their mental health, we definitely see that the percentage has risen over the past couple of years due to the COVID-19 pandemic and also the rise in different social media platforms, such as TikTok. Now, TikTok, as we all know, has given a rise to a different kind of phenomenon. Um, different trends have been set on TikTok. Younger people actually are using TikTok more. Personally, I have a younger sister who is borderline addicted to TikTok and addicted to the new trends and new songs and the new dances that come out on there. It was a point in time where she would constantly be asking me, hey, let's do this TikTok dance or let's do this, let's do that from TikTok. So you definitely got those uh, different social media platforms to factor into it as well as um, the use of Instagram DMs, TikTok DMs, um, Snapchats, um, streaks on Snapchat, and things of that nature that cause people to get addicted, constantly hearing those dings and those notifications from those different platforms. These platforms do a good job of trying to keep you on their uh, platform the longest, which is good for them, but it also hurts our mental health. If you're staring at a screen all day and looking at these different unrealistic um, unrealistic lifestyles. And for a lot of um, females, it's shown, studies show that they look at these different female bodies and things like that and start to feel insecure about their own body types and their own body shapes, which can lead to depression, um, among other things. On the flip side of that, Studies have also shown that males look at social media and they see other males 
with the oh, it's the same story. They see other males with the same body type they want, the, the muscles they want, or even the girl they want. This can also lead to a downward spiral. This can lead to depression. This can lead to um, anger. Many different things. So this is something that we have to look at as far as uh, with social media. And a lot of my interviewees touched on this, and uh, they mainly focused on Instagram because that's where most of the questions were tailored to. But you also have to think about, you know, other platforms such as Facebook and Twitter. Twitter has um, has taken the, has made a lot of these different people have different voices that they probably wouldn't have had at first. Um, you think about a big thing with colleges and high schools nowadays are confession pages, which are basically founded on Twitter. I know University of Memphis has their own confession page where they uh, post different things about different rumors and things like that. But I also know a lot of high schools and um, a lot of other colleges around the globe have confession pages where they post different things and they talk about different things. So it's not abnormal. Um, A lot of free speech has been, you know, talked about on Twitter I know Twitter has been having a lot of things going on as far as with Elon Musk and things of that nature. But social media as a whole definitely affects people's mental health. Um, my per- From my own personal statement, my own personal experience, I have definitely suffered from um, depression and anxiety due to social media. Um, I had to take a very well-needed hiatus from it. But at the same time, it is good for my business um, and other things of that nature. So it's a double-edged sword that, you know, people can never really figure it out. But it's good to have conversations like this and listen to different points of views, such as my five interviewees. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope to see you guys back here again. Take care and be safe. Be blessed. Peace.